Hello and welcome to the 162nd Photography Podcast. I hope you listened to episode 100. We're now at episode 101 and there is a bit of a follow-up to episode 100. I put messages out to people who had been on the show as guests and a lot of them came back. Um, Some of them didn't come back. I didn't hear from people and two people came back a bit late after I'd recorded and published the episode. So just going to talk about their updates now. So Spiros from the street photography episode very early on got in contact and he still takes photos but sadly not as often as he would like to due to the fact he's very busy with work and and I can sympathise with that. He keeps streethunters.net running and he shoots whenever he's got the chance. He has lots of things going on and the most important one he says that he'd like to share is he's been organising the FOSS Street Photography Festival in the Balkans, that's Athens, Bucharest, Sofia, etc. And he's been part of the VSLO Festival. I'm not sure what that is, but sounds very good. And I'm guessing it's a photography festival. He's been shooting and changing his style, and he thinks he's refining his style. He's planning a big update of the streethunters.net website, and there's going to be more on that site coming later this year. Now, I spoke to Nicole about pinup photography in one of my episodes. And when I reached out to Nicole, it seems I reached out to her at a time when she's undergoing a huge change in her business. So she's actually finishing her pinup business for good. She's not doing any more pinup photography because she's going to concentrate fully on fantasy cosplay and digital composite art from now on. She says that's pretty much the reason that she's not been able to get back to me in time. She's been doing photography now for over 13 years. She has absolutely no plans of giving it up. At this moment, she feels much more at home doing fantasy, sci-fi, gothic genres than retro pinup. Gives her the freedom to create her own unique artworks. Cole is now offering one-to-one Photoshop courses and she has a Redbubble shop and you can buy her own original designs and some lovely merchandise, she tells me, from Redbubble. She has a newsletter you can sign up to if you wanted to keep up to date with all her goings on and details can be found on her website, nicolekline.co.uk and I will, of course, put a link in the description. Nicole also wants me to make you aware that you can find her on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter under at Hourglass Nicole. This episode is about Instax printing and I feel Instax is the very last mass market instant photography film. Polaroid is still around and when I say Polaroid it's not the company Polaroid. Polaroid film is still around through the Impossible Project but it's very expensive and it hasn't really gained mass market appeal. Instax I feel is mass market and and I use Instax myself so I decided I would talk about Instax and the reason I decided I talk about Instax was a couple of weeks ago I found an unopened packet of Instax and I immediately got printing. Now I use Instax Mini and they're probably a little longer than credit card size but a little smaller than credit card size and essentially it's, it's just instant film. You can get it in black and white, you can get it in colour, you can get it with unicorns on and things around the edges because it's aimed at a young audience although I use it as someone who's coming up to 40 but I don't use all the pop art style ones that just use the standard stuff. So Instax comes in cameras and I have an Instax Mini. You can get a more professional version of an Instax Mini 90 and you can now get Instax Wide and you can get Instax Square. Essentially it's the same thing but with Square and Wide you get a bigger print. They're more like your standard Polaroid size. You get a lot more real estate but they cost a bit more money as well. 
So Instax mainly costs about 70 pence per print, and that is quite expensive in the digital photography era. So I first started using Instax with an, an old secondhand Instax 9. So it takes cartridges of 10 Instax minis, and you press a button, there's no autofocus. It takes an F16 and it takes one sixtieth of a second and a flash comes on. So pretty much everything's in focus. Outside it's fine. The flash will still fire. Inside it is a bit dark. So if you're taking a picture of a person inside, even if it's not at night, the background will be dark. That has a good look to it and they're filled in by the flash. And that does have a good sort of party look to it. But the problem is at 70 pence per film, if it comes out and it's not very good, if it's blurry, if it's underexposed, etc., you've wasted 70 pence. And yes, 70 pence isn't the end of the world, but I feel it's a waste. I liked Instax and everyone likes instant film because the moment you take a picture and you show it to them and it's developing, everyone is transfixed by that. I'm still transfixed and I printed loads of them, but people just love instant film. I don't know how to rationalise why people like instant film, but they like seeing it develop and how it comes out. So I went and got an, an old Instax, I say old, it won the first Instax printer and it's a digital printer and if you have a Fuji camera you can connect straight away to it so I had the Fuji X100 and I couldn't connect to it but I think the next iteration of that camera you could and all other Fuji since you can connect to them so it connects wirelessly and you can take a picture in RAW you can develop it if you want in camera because you can do that with Fuji's and then you just print it wirelessly to that printer and it comes out the benefit of that is you're not wasting film so if you take a picture and it's not great well, you don't have to print it, you can delete it. On some of the newer Instax cameras, you can plug in SD cards and you can print pictures, or you can take a picture and you can set it to digital only so that you can decide whether to print it later. But in the Instax I have and the cheaper Instax cameras, press it, it prints it, it comes straight out. My one has an old sort of CR123 battery, which lasts for years. There's no rechargeable battery element to it. Although the newer ones have rechargeable batteries, you can now get ones for square printing, I think, which are probably better still. But I like my Instax printer and what I can do is I can link it up to my smartphone and I can print images from my smartphone. So I can import images off any camera into my iPhone and I can just print it to Instax. And my main use of that is for family pictures. So it's really good to take some family pictures, select them with the family, which ones are the best, print them. And then I bought some cheap sort of magnetic stickers. So I just, so I just put a magnetic sticker on the back and we stick it on the fridge and it's there and some of them aren't the best pictures but they are the best memories and some of them are brilliant pictures and they're brilliant memories as well so I've had so much fun printing with Instax over the years I've probably been printing with Instax for about five years now and it all goes up on the fridge and we've not run out of space yet and we've not had to move to sticking it anywhere else but they're really good memories and 70 pence and, and money doesn't even factor into those nice memories. And it's really nice to see my family grow up and the pictures to document that along the way. And of course, the prints don't fade. You can go and print digitally. You can go to shops and plug your camera in or plug your SD card in, plug your phone in and you can print. But there's something really nice about having a printer at home and just doing it as and when you want. And it's nice within stacks that they're small enough that you can fit lots and lots 
on the fridge or you can just shove them in your mirror because they're quite robust. I do have a Canon selfie printer as well and that prints from a smartphone and that prints from a camera and SD card and that prints your standard photo size but it is unreliable. I've had issues with it so it's not a reliable piece of equipment. It gives differing image quality and also we get you get these odd streaks in it and sometimes it just doesn't work. So I've sort of given up on that but the Instax printer has worked beautifully with no problems whatsoever. So this episode really has just been talking about my love of Instax. And really, it's not so much my love of Instax, it's my enjoyment of having a good image and printing it, particularly a family image that is timeless, won't become old, won't become unfashionable. That's what I like. And I like the process of sharing that image and the really magical part of watching that image develop which every time I will watch it, it, it it's, I've always found it fascinating. When I developed film, black and white film, I used to like watching things develop as well. So I would develop black and white film in a container and I wouldn't watch it develop. But I would see it at the end and I would develop some prints on paper and I could see those develop. And that again was magic as well. So digital photography is great, but nothing replaces watching something develop on a piece of film or a piece of paper and nothing replaces developing film and seeing what you've got at the end that that's a feeling digital will never replicate i hope you've enjoyed my thoughts on instax and printing do let me know what you think and don't forget to leave a review on itunes because it would really help the show out thank you goodbye